Good morning, everyone. Um, so I was reading on Twitter this woman, Jenny, um, aka at Mother Runner eighty five. She says, "I walked out of nursing after fifteen years. One day I woke up and I knew God was within me. I knew about big pharma, and within one week I quit. Fifteen years is a long time to poison children and humans. Some days are harder than others. Forgiving myself, one day at a time." And in this thread, you can see it in my in my Twitter right now. And in this thread, there's just so many heartwarming studies uh, stories from from other uh, people who've stepped out of, especially nursing, and woken up to the role of big pharma in nursing. And it's it's really heartwarming to see. So here's the thing that this makes me think of is how much we allow ourselves to be corrupted by that paycheck, right? They tell us, like, you need a job, you need that solid paycheck, you need to make money so that you can feed yourself and your family. And then you're doing, you're asked to do things that you, that, that conflict with your values, with your morals. You're just, this is just wrong. This just feels wrong. And maybe you speak up, maybe you don't. And then, um, but you still end up doing it, right? Because the pressure is just too great and everybody else and like, don't rock the boat and you're risking all of us and like it makes it makes other people uncomfortable and you like they are not ready to realize to to you know break through their own self-delusion etc um and so we end up being morally corrupted like this is everywhere in our society like the only reason that you know people go along with stuff that they don't agree with is because of this moral corruption, right? I mean, you know, Nazi Germany is a, is a, as a typical example, but also the whole debate around uh, sexual abuse and, and Me Too and, and toxic masculinity and all that stuff, right? It is because in that moment, um, whoever it is, is not standing up for their moral values. They're, like, they're not just saying, hey, this is not acceptable. They're like, oh, I guess I have to suck his dick in order to get a job. And like, you know, that's just how that works. And they, then they do something that they don't, don't agree with morally. If there's one thing that I wish that I could impart on people, it's that moral, um, uh, courage, right? The moral, the courage to stand up for what is right and not go along with what is wrong no matter the consequences like speak up and just say this is wrong i'm not going to do it i'm not going to be part of this it's just wrong um right so um speak up about that and and just walk out of it and trust that you're going to be okay trust that you're going to be okay you're going to find a way you're going to find a way there's all these stories in this thread about nurses who've quit and then found some some way into natural healing like you know, natural healing is natural. It's real, right? It's like, you know, uh, natural remedies, roots and barks and herbs and all kinds of concoctions, like just healthy diet. Um, there's like, so I had, I had a parasite last year or, um, yeah, last year and, um, I got some treatment for it and the treatment was like, it was not good, right? Like it, it was not helpful. So I went actually went to a doctor and got prescription for something that cost me nineteen hundred dollars for twelve pills or something, and then I had to take take an antibiotic cure after. And had I known what I know now, I wouldn't have done that. I haven't taken antibiotics in like over a decade. Is the only time I've done it. I'm not 
a a you know it's it's a helpful tool but but if it's over prescribed uh, for all kinds of things all the time then you know it's it um it loses effectiveness and you know what it does is it kills bacteria we need bacteria in our gut especially on our skin just in general we need good bacteria in our body so when you take these these uh, antibiotics they tend to kill the the you know to destroy or, or wreak havoc on your uh, on your bacterial culture in your body which is not what you want um and in, in fact i'm still like trying to regain my my bacterial um uh, uh, the balance after after that like a year later so this is serious stuff i don't i'm i i wish i hadn't taken that right but i got taken by big pharma i just like the doctor he's an expert on this thing he's like this you know dr kale on the upper east side who's like um been you know an expert on parasites and and sort of like one of few has his written books on it and has, has his own techniques and those kinds of things. And he was like, well, this is what you need to do. And here's the prescription. And like, turns out you can buy these pills for, for nothing for pennies uh, in, in Canada and other countries. But in, in America, they're like $150 a pop or something like that per pill. Uh, so, um, and I was just like, okay, well, the doctor said it. I, sh I should have like just not purchased it at that um, when I went to the CVS and he said, are you sure you want these? They were like $1,900. I'm like, well, I guess that's what they cost. Right. Um, so I was naive. I was stupid. Instead, you know, you can, there's totally, um, uh, herbs and roots and stuff that you can take that will kill these parasites. Um, you don't need that stuff. And, and these things have been around for thousands of years and, and we know about this stuff. But of course, there's no money in it. So big farm is not interested, right? Which means, you know, hospitals and the, that whole healthcare apparatus is not interested. Like really, I mean, get the depth of this, right? Health, big pharma, the healthcare industry is probably, I haven't studied numbers on this, but it's just from watching TV, it seems like they're by far the biggest advertiser on television, right? Chances are, which means that that all of the TV stations is, are basically in the bag for a big pharma, right? They're not really going to go after them, right? Um, the um, I'm sure they're they're ad heavy advertisers on you know Facebook and Google as well. So let's just say that they're probably compromised by big pharma as well, right? And what does big pharma need? Well, it needs us to be sick. And even to the point of making up diseases um, so that they can sell us drugs for them, think COVID. I'm not saying COVID isn't real. There is a virus there and people are getting sick and some people die. But, you know, most people are going to be fine, right? 99. Something percent survivability rate, basically only super old people or people with with uh, serious comorbidities die from this thing. Yet they want all of us vaccinated. How much is that going to cost, right? Who's going to pay that? Um, who's going to profit from that? Right? A lot of people are going to profit from that. Like big pharma is going to profit dramatically from this, right? Makes major fucking windfall for big pharma on this, and 
by keeping everybody super scared of something that's not that dangerous, um, they get to profit, they get their payday, right? And by keeping like focusing on cases of, on, on all the, you know, people who died with COVID versus actually died of COVID. And, you know, you saw the CDC number saying like, basically, basically only 6% were like raw um, COVID deaths. It's like all of that goes to big pharma profiting. Um, and so it's, it's really fascinating when you get just how big this is, just how um, insane this is that like they make us, they want us to be sick. They want us to be scared. They want us to, to be dependent on them for, for, you know, survival right diabetes fantastic like great subscription revenue right any kind of chronic disease great stuff for them and yet there's so much natural healing the body naturally knows how to heal when we help it when we support it when we give it the good things that it needs to sustain itself and don't give it the toxic stuff that is harming it the body has a natural self-healing built in. It really does. It's incredible. It's insane. It's really wild what the body's able to do. But we don't study that. We don't, we're not interested in that as a society because there's no profit in it. You know, like the, I'm obsessed with gut bacteria lately. Your, your gut biome, the bacteria in your gut, what happens in your gut is so important for every area of your health. You know, it impacts everything. It impacts your mood, your energy. It impacts health in all kinds of other uh, areas. Um, And and so many diseases, autoimmune diseases in particular, come from having a fucked up gut bacteria. Um, flora, tarm, uh, in what are we, tarm flora is what we call in English, like your gut biome. Right. So, um, uh, so fixing that, super important. Leaky gut is another one that that is super widespread, which means that your the gut barrier, like the the um, I, th- I th- do they call it the gut blood barrier, but basically the the your gut membrane is permeable. There's big, big holes in it, which means that garbage can get from your food into the bloodstream, which you don't want. You want, you know, that it's designed so that it can suck out just the good stuff, just the things that it needs and keep all the other stuff inside so that you can eliminate it when you go to the bathroom, when you go to the toilet, you have bowel movements, when you take a dump, right? You can eliminate all the bad stuff. But if there, are, if there are holes in your gut membrane, then that stuff can seep into your bloodstream, which you do not want. And yet most people have that. Most people have leaky gut. Most people have a broken gut biome. And it's hard work to restore. It can take years. Once it's damaged, the damage can last years. It can last a lifetime if you don't, if you don't fix it. It's, it's really... Um, hard work you want you want to have good bacteria growth and you want to eliminate bad bacteria growth 
um, it's not it's not easy. It requires dedication. It requires that you take it seriously. There, there are books on this that I can recommend. One is Eat Dirt, and the other, I forget, I can look it up, but one of them was like, you need to eat. So it's about fiber, essentially. It's about fiber. It's like prebiotic is a, you know, probiotic is good. Soil is good. Good soil, I guess. Um, so we don't eat enough soil these days. Um, so we don't get enough bacteria in, in there. Uh, we, we live too clean. Right? It's sanitizers, hand sanitizers, garbage. Don't use them. Don't touch that shit. Um, like Lysol wipes actually is like, you know, limiting germs. Just you can use those, but be super careful. I think I'm actually going to stop using those. Um, Cause why? Like we don't need to, for me, it's just a convenience, like a, a, a cloth. that's just, you know, convenient for cleaning stuff up. But I'm not interested in the germ killing of it. Um, that's not what I'm what I'm using them for. But I'm still using them. I think I should stop using them, honestly. Yeah. The other guy was talking about. Um, let me see if I can find the book. But the other guy was talking about fiber fueled. I think good gut, gut the inside story of our body's most underrated organ. The microbiome diet. These are some of the ones that I've looked at. Um, so there, um, uh, one of them talks about like eating 30 different kinds of uh, fruits and vegetables each week, right? different colors, uh, but just 30 different kinds because you want to get all, the, all kinds of different fibers. So probiotic is like feeding you good gut bacteria in a, in a pill or however you take it. So that's helpful. Prebiotic is fiber that specifically enables uh, the growth of the good bacteria and ideally um, doesn't enable growth of the bad bacteria. And, um, and just fiber in general is, is good for, for, I don't know, stool. I think fiber is, is like the, the stuff that these bacteria eat. So I'm not an expert on this stuff. I'm just talking about what I've learned so far. Some of the other th things that I've learned is, is probably drop dairy. Um, I love cheese. I love cheese. Supposedly raw cheese, raw milk is a lot better than pa pasteurized, um, but still not terribly great. So Parmesan cheese, Parmigiano, the original Parmigiano Reggiano is made from raw milk. So yay for that. So it's not as bad, but I should probably eliminate all um all dairy completely. I don't drink milk. I don't use milk in my in my tea or anything like that. I do almond or usually oat milk, which so oatly actually has vegetable oils, which are not good either. It has some sunflower oil or safflower or something like that. So I would should really avoid that canola. All those things are garbage as, as I understand it. Um, pork apparently. That's a big one for me. I love pork. I love pancetta, guanciale, prosciutto, salsiccia. Like I all, love all of those like Italian style pork products. They're just fucking amazing. I love them. Not good. I should probably eliminate that or at least cut down dramatically. Uh, what else? Gluten. Gluten's uh, terrible, apparently. Um, that's, you know, what creates those holes in the gut membrane. Uh, so, um, uh, can really cause leaky gut. Apparently I have, I've, I've had a test that shows that I, I, and again, I'm not a details person with this kind of stuff, but I'm lacking the enzymes to break down dairy as well as gluten. So I need to avoid those. 
I love pasta, but you know what? The other day, actually, I made a ragu and I had it with pasta and like the wheat pasta and the whole thing. And I love it. But then I did a celery root puree. Um, I think it has salsify as well. It's a really cool vegetable that I've discovered recently. It's called the, the oyster of the, of the soil or something like that, something oyster. Really nice, has a very nice flavor. So I mix it in with celery root and then I puree it. Um, really nice. So like fry the chunk, the celery root and the, and the salsify, um, uh, saute it in a pan um, in some duck fat, uh, throw some thyme, maybe some rosemary, salt and pepper in there, and then give it a little bit of browning. And then I add in some some white wine, cooking white wine, or uh, I like to use uh, some Doline Blanc, some um, some sweet, uh, white uh, vermouth. Um, what is it called? No, dry vermouth. It's called right, but the the white version. Anyway, there's like Noir de Pra. Um, uh, any dry vermouth is fine. Um, in place of, of wine when 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 cooking, and it's place of white wine. Just um, it keeps well, and it it just adds a little bit of uh, of some richness to it. So I like to, you like to do that. So just you know burn that off a little bit gives it, gives it some flavor, and then maybe some some uh, some stock. I use kettle and fire um, chicken stock uh, again just to give it some flavor. You actually don't need that if you just let it you know sit in its own steam it in its own um, uh, heat with a lid on for like 20, 30 minutes it's going to be super nice and fine and moist, especially the celery root break down breaks down really nicely. So I'm giving you cooking lessons here, right? Um, but um, I like to add the, the stock and the wine because it gives it some more flavor. Anyway, the point is I had this celery root puree and I had my ragu on top of it and it was fucking amazing. And I was like, I like this better than pasta. I like this better than pasta. And I, then I remember that actually I have a favorite, um, place in, in Copenhagen it is no more unfortunately an Italian g guy from Modena moved to Copenhagen with his family because he wanted to get away from Italy and he opened a little restaurant La, La Tigella near the center of Copenhagen and um, unfortunately he wasn't able to make it uh, make a run of it um, but I befriended him while he was still there and and we talked and, and I um, got to know him and, and so he served me ragu on uh, pure on which is is you know mashed potatoes essentially so potatoes is also not really great for me because it's just too much starch too much sugar but that um, idea of serving you know a ragu on top of a root vegetable puree is apparently something that they do and and I just remember that after doing it, it was actually my wife who who did that because she takes this stuff more seriously than me. I just love all this food too much. It's it's hard for me to, to let go. But I found that this actually is a lot a lot better. I like it better, it tastes better, and it's better for me. So um, that's what I'm that's gonna be my go to from now on. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the pasta and uh, and just do pureed vegetables instead. So yeah. Um, all this stuff just to say, so avoiding, avoiding these things, taking your gut bacteria seriously, um, super, uh, super important for every aspect of your life. And it's something that we have way too little, you know, 
awareness of. So when I had the parasite, I also talked, there's a guy, Luis, up in, in Woodstock um, that I got introduced to by a friend of mine. And um, so I talked to him. And so he gave me some some herbs and he, he wanted me to eat grain, which I think is probably, as I understand, is not great for me either. Just too little nutrition in it for um, the amount of calories. But um, But he also gave me burdock root, dandelion root, and yellow dock root to consume, um, to help, uh, kill the, the, um, parasite and to help restore gut bacteria. Uh, so I've been doing that for a while. Burdock and yellow dock are laxative, which I don't need. Um, so stop taking them. But there's so much stuff that you can do with herbs and roots, roots and stuff, and it really, it really fucking works. Like I'm drinking it as tea right now. I'm drinking a, a an ashwagandha, and dandelion root uh, tea, and it tastes fantastic. It tastes great. A little bit of uh, coconut almond milk in there, and it tastes just fantastic. So, um, so much that you can do on your own, and and because the whole society is against this. They don't want us to, um, to heal naturally. They want us to be sick so that we can get on prescription drugs on subscription, you know, uh, to maintain it. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to figure this out on your own. You have to study it on your own. You can't trust the official system. So I don't have health insurance cause I don't need that system. I don't believe in that system. Right. I don't like if I get cancer, I'll figure out some some natural treatment, right? And if I die, I die, right? That's just how that is. I'm not gonna do chemo or radio or um, radiation therapy or any of that stuff. I just don't believe in it. So um, I think it harms more than it heals, right? I don't want that life. So that's that's my approach. Um, yeah. Anyway. That was a long detour. The, just my thoughts from reading um, about uh, this Twitter thread about this nurse that quit. Like, really start to get your eyes open for what the hell is going on with Big Pharma. It's not good, and it's controlling everything. And this whole, you know, what's going on right now with COVID is just part of that game, and they're playing it very well. They're playing on our fears. Um, our compliance, uh, they're really, do- you know, training us to be compliant and to do what they want so that um, they can all profit. It's disgusting. And it's the world that we live in. Welcome to 2021 20- very soon. All right. See you.